In April, a letter came from Ireland. It was addressed to Michael, but he didn't recognize the writing. He opened the letter and started to read. Dear Sir, You do not know me, but I was a friend of Tom's. I am sorry to report this March Tom became a glorious martyr in the cause of Irish freedom. His brave death is an inspiration to us all. Long live free Ireland. Sincerely, Robert Fitzpatrick. Michael read the letter again and then handed it to Michael Jr. I'm not sure how to tell your mother that Tom is dead. The story of their voyage to America had been told over and over again until the children could recite it back word for word. They all knew about how their mother was supposed to marry Tom and how she chose America over him. They often teased their parents that the voyage had gotten longer and longer as the years went by. Danny once quipped that they must have gotten lost because according to his calculations they had gone around the world twice. Michael Jr. read the letter and then folded it and handed it back to his father, saying, Well, I do know one thing. The letter is a lie. No death is ever heroic, and the only ones who die bravely are those who die immediately. Those who laugh usually either end up calling for their mother or cursing God. There is no easy way to tell someone that someone has that they loved has died. Just simply tell her the simple truth. That's the best. At that moment, Michael Jr. was looking very old to his father. They still didn't talk about the war, but it was clearly still haunting his son. Hey, there's something in the envelope. As a picture of Tom fell out of the envelope into his hand, he looked at it with surprise. What is it, son? That looks exactly like Tom, the guy I'm partnering with in Chicago. Older, but the same. Michael took the picture from him. Was it possible? He did wonder. That question would have to wait until later. Right now, he had to figure out how to tell the news to Katie. Despite the fact they had been married 18 years, and he knew Katie loved him, he also knew that there was a part of her that still loved Tom, and always would. When Katie got home from the market, she knew immediately that something was wrong. What's wrong, Michael? Is one of the children hurt? Yet Michael Jr.? As she began to look around in panic. It's okay, Katie. The kids are fine. All of them. Then what is it, Michael? And don't tell me nothing. You know, I know, when you're lying. I got a letter from Ireland. From Tom, she asked? No, from a man named Fitzgerald. Who is he, and why did he write to you? That's right, Michael thought. Katie didn't know anything about Tom's involvement in the Troubles. They had protected her from that world growing up. He's, t he's someone Tom knows. How's Tom? Did he write too? Katie said hopefully. Michael paused and looked down at the floor. Tom is dead, Katie. He was shot by the British during the last uprising. No, she said as she put her hand to her mouth. It's not true. She tore from his arms. This isn't funny, Michael Shannon. Sometimes you can be so cruel. She started to laugh. 
and then stopped. When she saw Michael staying near, his eyes welled up with tears. I'm sorry, but it's true, Katie. I would never tease you about something like this. As he gave her the letter, along with Tom's picture that had been inside the envelope. She dropped down in her chair and read the letter and looked at the picture over and over again, as if she was pulling out his very essence from the letter. Michael knew he couldn't do anything to help Katie, and the only time would heal this wound. He got up and left, but this time he didn't hurt head for O'Reilly's. Instead, he headed for church. As he lit a candle, he thought about Tom and how the three of them had been like peas in the pod. Even growing up, Tom was always talking about revolution and Irish independence. That was one area that they argued about, often to the point of fisticuffs. It wasn't that Michael didn't believe that Ireland should be independent. He just thought that the men who Tom talked to were a bunch of dreamers who could talk a good story, but that was all. Unfortunately, Tom had found out too late that dreams take time and sacrifice to become true. After lighting a candle and praying, Michael went into the confession booth. He knew it was time, and there were things he needed to say. Going home, he felt better than he had in a long time. It was as if a burden had been lifted from his heart and mind.